You're listening to the Brave to Believe Baseball Podcast. All right, you guys, let's listen up. Welcome back once again to the Brave to Believe Baseball Podcast. September version as we head into a new calendar month. I'm JC. Joining me as always, Bryce. Hello, everybody. We are going to get down to the nitty gritty. As I said, we uh, time's winding down. We're going to start with the New York Mets. Since we last joined you, they needed to finish off what was left of the homestand strong. They did not. All along, I said five and four was ideal. Six and three would be great. They finished three and six. And most importantly, got swept by both the Braves and the Cubs to really dampen their chances for that second wild card. But it feels like there's you can't run them off just yet. With the way that this wild card is looking for the final weeks of the season, there's no telling what might happen with a few of these different teams. And for every team that you might have that gets hot, you're going to have some that go ice cold. Hopefully, uh, for your sake, the Mets have already gotten that out of the way. Yeah, as I said, swept by the Cubs and the Braves. They then head, headed to uh, Philadelphia, took two of three there. And today, big win in Washington as they uh, take the first game of that series. And we'll take a quick gander at the, the schedule. As you mentioned, That it probably is the most important thing for the Mets. Uh, only one more road trip after they finish up this uh, the series in Washington. They will head uh, in two weeks to Colorado and Cincinnati. But, you know, this is a really going to be a very important stretch. They all are in the last month of the season. But they head back home after the series of Washington to play Philly, Arizona, and the Dodgers. So that's not going to be a cakewalk at all before finishing up, as I said, with Colorado, Cincinnati, Miami, and the Bravos for three, which is now looking more and more as the time takes down to a series that the Braves will most likely not be starting at least every game with their normal starting lineup. But it would make perfect sense that the Braves could use that series, hopefully, and I'm not trying to get ahead of us, to get that uh, get some rest for the starters in that series. And then the Mets would still somehow find a way to lose two of three. And you saw that recently with the, all the injuries that the Braves had because um, that was the exact scenario in, at City Field when the Braves were starting Hechevaria and Joyce and uh, Cervelli every game and you still had kind of the same scenario. So even if the Braves are resting starters, can never really count on uh, what the the Mets are going to be able to do in that situation. And, and they're all big league players, so you never know what you're going to get. Yeah, and as you said, I don't – I still believe and I hope they can make a – I think if they can get to the postseason, we've said that all along, they could be a dangerous team in the wild card game. But – Time is just not on their side. You know, being four games back and uh, the Cubs game should be ending momentarily, so the nothing would have changed. You know, they won three of four over the weekend and going into the day, and they gained no games. So 
that that's where having so many teams in front of you is very frustrating. But they put themselves in the situation. The the sweep by the Cubs, the sweep from the Braves was obviously tough, but they're not battling the Braves in the in the standings really. So the losses of the Cubs are pretty huge at this time. Uh, on to more positive note, uh, notes, I would say. Uh, Brandon Nemo was back in the lineup, pinch hit last night, had a great day today, and he's going to be with the Mets for the stretch. Also, shockingly, I can't believe I'm saying this, Robinson Cano, in his own words, is expected to be back tomorrow from a, what was at the time said, um, noted a per- partially torn hamstring, but a month, Bryce? Uh, should we be skeptical of his rehab? I mean, this is a guy that, you know, in the past, does have a PED issue, uh, recovering in a month, someone from his age with that injury. Maybe it wasn't as bad as what was originally thought. That's possible, but that's a pretty quick turnaround. Well, that has to be the case because I saw those, uh, essentially the timeline on Twitter, and it was about three weeks from whenever it was announced that he was going on the IL to whenever he was rehabbing. And I thought if 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 it was the case that it was – as bad as they initially thought that it was, there's no way that he could be back. And the only assumption you can come to is that it just wasn't as bad. And and he could heal quickly. There, these things happen. It is going to raise an eyebrow somewhat jokingly and somewhat not since he has had PED issues. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't guess that that's the case. I would just think that it's severity. Maybe it healed a little bit faster than they thought. Wasn't as bad as they initially uh, came away with. But if he's back... Hopefully he can uh, provide some use to the team and not uh, have another scenario where your all systems go and then something like this happens again. Well, he was hitting hitting well uh, when, he, when the injury happened. So I think most importantly, and one other note, Jed Lowry is a, a AAA in Syracuse, still needing to play back-to-back days. They're kind of taking it really slow with him. Uh, but you think you're going to see him back at some point. Just see him at some point, not really back. That would be nice. I mean, a two-year deal, uh, so we'll most likely be depending on him next year, but to actually see him in a Mets jersey and, and hit the field before the end of the year would be nice. Uh, the main thing is the depth that the Mets have had has been depleted. You know, in the, I believe it was in the Braves series, we were depending on Aaron Altair uh, coming off the bench. Guillaume is still there, which he had a walk today, and he's a fine, fine basically 4A player. Uh, but once these guys get back, I think the person who's going to suffer the most is Juan Lagares because if Nemo's back and, uh, you know, McNeil's going to be shifted to the infield or even play in the outfield some with Cano back, I just don't see where Lagares is going to get that much playing time. Yeah, I could see him being shifted into a role in a similar way that the Braves have with, uh, you know, Billy Hamilton and – not as much use use as Matt Joyce or anything like that, but having that defense that you're able to bring in late in the game, that's hard to replicate, uh, especially whenever you need to, to get outs and big games down the stretch. So I could see him, you know, being brought in in that sort of role because you really you need those guys like late innings and Gold Glove defense. You can't really replace that. Yep, and like, like I said, the the depth is just it's it's there now where it wasn't before, and the bullpen has been surprisingly fantastic I mean even in the games that uh, against the Braves and the Cubs we weren't losing because the bullpen the starters somewhat let us down but you know you got Edwin Diaz who's had three outings now without giving up you know any I don't think he's given up a hit in his last three times out Uh, Familia somewhat struggled yesterday uh, but 
Lugo's been solid. Justin Wilson, Louis Avalon's been good. All the guys we were expecting to depend on have been there. And uh, I would just say for the last month, let's saddle up with who we have. We're almost back at full strength. Go with And I think I'm okay. I'm at peace with it if they don't make the playoffs because of so many teams in front of them. But let's make a push. What do you have to lose? You're the underdog at this point. You're four games out. See how much damage you can do. And maybe, like you said, some of these teams stumble, play each other, knock each other around, and you can somehow slip into the playoffs. I would think the only way that the schedule is going to be working against them, because you do have some series with some some easier opponents, some tougher ones still in there, but the only thing that works to their disadvantage is that you're not really going head-to-head with any of these teams anymore, um, especially the ones from the Central. Like You're not going to be seeing those teams for the rest of the year. You hope that they beat up on each other. Uh, Worst-case scenario is that they're going to split or – you know, one team really takes a, a lead and, and goes in there and sweeps whoever they're playing. Uh, so that could uh, be a little bit detrimental, but it's not going to matter as long as the Mets keep winning. If they can put up W's, then that's the only thing they can do because that's the essentially you can control your own destiny because you're going to have to rely on some other teams. But it's not going to matter if you don't if you're yeah. not winning consistently. And that's kind of how I'll, I'll put a bow on this is. They had their chance against the teams that are in front of them. I mean, they still play the Phillies and the Nats in the next two series. But this is really, for the most part, it. I mean, you play Arizona again, but those are really the only teams in front of you. Everybody else, you're just going to have to take care of your own business. And like you said, hope somebody slips up, which is very possible. A lot of these teams have been up and down throughout the year. So we'll see what happens, but we'll shift directions now and head on over to the Bravos. Pretty much only good news to report this week regarding the Braves. They find themselves in yet another five-game win streak, hitting a little uh, streak here where they're playing some teams that are of lesser competition, taking advantage of that so far. Took one from the Blue Jays today, just swept the White Sox, and have another one with the Blue Jays again tomorrow before an off day and starting a massive series with the Nationals this weekend. So a little few news and notes of things to watch out for. Uh, right now, the biggest question mark or the biggest part of the team that's struggling would be at the top of the order with Ronald Acuna, currently in a pretty massive slump, nine for his last 60, and striking out quite a bit. A little concern, he's had some slumps before, nothing that's lasted quite this long. The team's still winning, even in spite of the poor performances at the plate. It is disconcerting. I mean, it's you're going into the biggest month of the season. You have some very big series coming up. You're welcoming the Nationals, and, and it's going to be a massive series in terms of standings for the rest of the year, the NL East, wild card, all kinds of implications. You need your players getting hot, especially for these series. So you'd like to see them uh, to at least pick up maybe a couple hits tomorrow going into the weekend. But right now, just really struggling at the plate. Can't catch up to fastballs. 92, 93, we're not talking 97 or 98, we're talking low 90s, he's just late on everything, and it is uh, it a little it is a little off-putting for Braves fans who have had to watch it, but luckily he's been canceled out by Freeman, who's been red hot again, Josh Donaldson's been uh, on a little bit of a streak here recently, so there's some other pieces that have picked up the slack, but he's a young guy, and these, these slumps happen, you just hope that he can get it corrected uh, with these big series coming up. Yeah, I would say too, and you might you can obviously shed more light on this, this is probably the most prolonged slump that Acuna has been through. 
I mean, last year obviously was hurt, but he had a fantastic year. Would you say this is really the biggest slump he's experienced so far? And it's not even really been that long, but it's been pretty severe, as you said, uh, over this time span. Yeah, it hasn't been great. Uh, it is There are some, some red flags in there, just not being able to catch up to fastballs. And Chip Carey had said today uh, it was a little bit of a red flag for him or asking Jeff Rancourt if he was concerned because Ronald's never really had an issue catching up with fastballs. And I kind of found that dumb because he hasn't been able to hit one for the past month. It's not a new trend. He's been in the slump for several weeks now. So it is... It's one of those things that you get with young players. He goes through this. He went through one last year where it was just really due to uh, where his hands were placed and his stance. That was really what was affecting it. But this year, I'm not really sure what's what could cause it. And obviously, they're not sure either. I think it's just timing. He seems to be late on everything. So, who knows? I mean, they're going to have to get it, get it fixed uh, before the end of the year. And you hope it's going to be sooner than later because you do have – some big games coming up, and you really don't uh, don't want to have to go into those series with your leadoff hitter and one of the best players in the National League from all year hitting a slump like this. Yeah, and I will chime in as someone with a dog in the race. I'm going to need you to go ahead and sweep that series this weekend because uh, if the Mets can hopefully, let's see, take two out of three, a sweep would be great. We've actually played pretty well against the Nationals. But, yeah, we're going to need you to take care of business and not ease up on the on the gas pedal. In all seriousness, I, I mean, I am being serious about that, but it is a big series because really, I mean, the lead sits at what, six and a half still? Six and a half after today. I mean, depending on what happens going into the weekend, you know, they could cut that down to a two or three game lead, possibly. We'll see. The Braves still have to keep, keep the, the foot on the gas here to finish out the rest of the year. Yeah, and it's you feel better because the Braves have been outstanding at home recently. I think today was the ninth win at home in a row. Uh, so they've played really well there. You like your chances. You're not in all likelihood you're not going to see Scherzer uh, since Scherzer's pitching tomorrow, and you pretty, feel pretty good about your matchups. I know uh, Thursday will be Max Freed and then Keuchel and Tehran, and uh, I'm pretty sure it would be Soroka then on Sunday. So Nationals, you're probably going to see Strasburg, Corbin, not Corbin, uh, Strasburg. It is Corbin. Yeah, you would yeah, see Corbin, Corbin because the rest of this series with the Mets is, uh, like I said, Scherzer tomorrow, and then we get Anibal Sanchez on Wednesday or Thursday, excuse me. Wednesday. Wednesday. With this holiday, I don't know what day it is. And then, uh, so yeah, so Strasburg, Corbin, uh, and then – I'm not even really sure. Joe Ross, there. maybe he started yeah. today. He maybe started. He probably. would start again on Sunday, probably. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. You feel good that the Braves are seemingly hot going into that series. Uh, you won more with the Blue Jays tomorrow, and then an off day to rest a little bit before you start the the, the big next big series. So seven games each, I believe, coming up with Nationals and Phillies to round out the year. So nothing's done yet. You do have a six and a half game lead. You feel really good about that. But there's not, uh, you know, it, 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 there's a few weeks left, but there's still plenty of time for these teams to make up ground when you have so many games that you're going head-to-head. Well, and I'm just to touch on a team you just mentioned there for a second before we kind of circle back to the Braves. Uh, after seeing firsthand over the weekend the Phillies, 
And obviously, they're still in front of the Mets in the standings and all, you know, hats off to them. Smoke and mirrors. I do not see how that team, has, their record is as good as what it is. The talent, and on paper, they're outstanding. Just not that good. I don't know if you kind of have the same feeling, but as where it stands right now, I still feel like they're the fourth best team in the division. Their starting pitching outside of Noah is not that great. They, they line up. I mean, Harper just hasn't done much against us at all. That could change the next series. But, and I'm not trying to say that to jinx the next series, just, I don't know. I'm just really surprised they're they're not that good. And Reese Hoskins has been ice cold. And the bottom part of their lineup is just, just not much there. Injuries have definitely played a big factor in that. That doesn't explain Hoskins being cold, Harper being the extremely streaky player that he is. Real Muto hasn't been right. nearly what they thought they were getting out of him. Right. And it's just not – this year's just not panned out the way that they that they anticipated. I would say that they're one of the more disappointing teams, not just in the East or the National League, but just overall in all of baseball. And there's different factors that goes into that. I don't think you can pinpoint one thing. Bad performances and injuries are – I think it's that combination's really played that role. But as I brought up to you the other day – this is very reminiscent of every team that Bryce Harper's been on for the past several years. All the talent in the world, everybody expects them to go to the second or you know maybe make the the NLCS or or whatever. And for some reason, there's just this myriad of excuses of why the team doesn't perform to expectations. Not saying it's directly correlated to Bryce Harper. It's just that's what's happened with the Nationals the last few years when he was there. They never lived up to the expectations, and now it's year one, but it's already seems to be the same story for the Phillies. Well, if they're going to turn it around, I just feel like that some of those players aren't going to be there. Uh, I'm not sure what you know the long term picture is with Reese Hoskins, with Scott Kingery, you know, Rio Muto. I think he has one more year on his deal before he can possibly become a free agent. It's I don't, I don't know. It's, it's hard murky. to figure out. Are they going to just blow the whole thing up? And I'm not saying that, you know, as an overreaction to one bad year, but it's just confusing to see that much talent. And one could say the same for the Mets in the first half. We were equally as bad. But I just think I expected more out of the Phillies. And they're still there, and they can still make a push. Oh, they're still going to be a pain for one of us, I'm sure. They're going to cause problems, and it's going to make us hate them even worse. Uh, because any time that we face Bryce Harper – he always seems to get hotter. So if we're going to face him in a series, I would be fine just walking him every time he comes to the plate because for some reason he just uh, – we're one of those teams that he just hits well against. So they're still right. going to cause issues, and I guess they will just have waited this long into the year to do so. Yeah, I just, and obviously we can go back to the Braves. I just think it's funny, you know, we talked early and not seeing it would turn out this way, but before the season started, we said there would be four teams involved in the – the playoff push obviously the Braves have held serve for the majority of the season but you have the Nats there the Phillies are there the Mets are there it's about what we expected and like you have mentioned several times the chances of two East teams getting in is probably not great but one of those wild card teams will be I think it's pretty safe to say we'll come out of the, the NL East Unless the Nationals fall off, I don't see that there's any way that there's not an NL East team. Uh, the Braves will have to go into a complete nosedive at this point to even miss out on one of the wild cards. I was going to say, and even then, if yeah. it's a nosedive, they're going to be right there for the wild card. Right, so. just because of how far ahead the Nationals have been in the wild card. 
but I'm uh, interested to see how it plays out. There's there's just so much meaningful games left uh, for for all the top four teams in the NL East, and it's going to be important for each team to be healthy and hot going into these series. So speaking just from the health side for the Braves, uh, McCann was reactivated this weekend as well as Johan Camargo. Camargo actually had uh, a big home run today. Two-run home run provided some insurance late innings for the Braves. If he's hot, that could be a extremely useful tool going into the last few weeks. Maybe not as much defensively. He still had some defensive struggles down in Gwinnett, but his bat, he hit, every, he hit safely in every game he was down there, which is really impressive uh, seeing that he was only down there for about two weeks. But it's a very encouraging sign to have him back and really seeming to be hitting his stride again with the bat. A switch hitter coming off the bench, late innings. You can't put a price on that heading into these last important series. No, I agree, and it's a good spot. Good spot for him, good spot. The Braves just overall have made some great moves down the stretch to, to strengthen the team, and that's why they keep winning. You know, a player goes down, Swanson's out for an extended period of time, and just keep on rolling. That what can you say? I mean, they they pushed the right buttons in a year where all the strategy changed with the trade deadline. They they plugged in the right players, and you got to give AA lots of props. Definitely, uh, and, and that's a massive understatement. I feel like too, he's just had done such an incredible job this year. But it's he's going to earn his money these last uh, heading down the stretch, just because you have these guys that have played well for the team. You're going to have to make some decisions on who's going to be on your October roster. Fingers crossed that we're still getting there. Don't want to jinx us, but you're going to have to uh, those last couple spots. It's going to be important to see who you're going to keep on, who's not going to make it. Um, whether it's your Billy Hamiltons, your third catchers, uh, your bullpen pieces, whether it's a Darren O'Day who comes out of nowhere, maybe earns a spot, uh, Sabaka, who I would still think – they seem to think that he has a chance to make one of those last spots. I'm not sure how. He hasn't provided too much uh, – or impressed too much even the time that he's been up this year. So those last one or two spots, there's going to be some strategy involved. It's going to depend on who's healthy because you still don't know Marcakis – Ender and Ciarte still seem to be at least two weeks away, but we're already at the 1st of September, so there's not not a lot of time left for them to come back and show that they deserve or are healthy enough to be on that postseason roster. Yeah, and that's the other key. No rehab, really, because yeah. the minor league seasons, depending on if the team's in the playoffs or not, the the games are really gone there. So if a player's going to come back, they're going to have to come back and be put right into the, the major league lineup or become a, a, a player off the bench. So... Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. I think that, like you said, it's going to take a big nosedive for the Braves, and they've kept themselves afloat through the injuries. So I'm going to be stunned. But this is a big stretch coming up over the next couple of weeks as uh, we'll see see if anything changes in the standings and if there's any adversity. Because the Braves have kind of cruised with this lead for a good chunk of the season. If it gets dwindled down a little bit, I want to see how they respond and try to hold on. I won't be happy at all if we do head in the opposite direction, if the Phillies and Nationals put a hurting on the Braves and the Braves do slide backwards. Worst case scenario. Won't be happy at all. But if that does happen, I'm not going to be able to really hold any resentment towards the Nationals because they have been step for step with the Braves for the last several months. Uh, I saw a stat today that for the past 10 days, but coming into today, 
uh, the ten previous days, the uh, Braves and Nationals had the uh, had the exact same outcome every single day. Nationals win, Braves win. If they do lose, the other team loses. And then it was 14 of the last 16 days that they had the exact same outcome every single day. So it's got to be infuriating if you're a Nats fan chasing the division crown and the Braves are just mirroring you every single day. You're hot uh, and you still can't make up any ground. So worst case scenario, like I said, I'm not going to be happy about it at all. But if the Nationals can somehow pull off something miraculous this last month, I'm not going to be able to be mad about it. They've earned it. That's a good team. Yeah, I agree. Uh, they we played them well. That's the one thing I will say. With uh, you know, we have this this last series with them. Uh, we've played them well this year, and well, yeah. it's also just the fact that the Braves, if something were to happen, the Braves have the opportunity to shut it down. Now you have this big series this weekend. You control your own destiny. Exactly, You're not depending on somebody else. Right. To take care so of. if if something does happen, the Braves only have themselves to blame. Uh, you've got four at home. You're on fire at home right now. This is the time. This is the series where you want to put really some some ground in between you. I think you hope for three out of four. You would love a sweep, but you always have to be realistic, especially with four games. Sweeping four games is so difficult, especially this late in the season. But you'll take three or four. Even a split would be all right. You'll mark off four days, and the Nationals cannot make up any ground. So, fingers crossed, that's what you're that's what you're hoping for, at least going into the series. Yeah, it's gonna be gonna be fun. Both of our teams playing meaningful games in September. I obviously, as a Mets fan, that's all I could ask for. So I'm looking forward to see see how everything turns out, and hopefully, it'll be the positive for both of us. We appreciate you joining us this week on somewhat of an abbreviated episode. We just wanted to catch up with you, cover what's going on as we head down the stretch of the season. You can always check us out Spotify, on Stitcher, on Apple, iTunes Podcast. And uh, tell them where they can catch us on social media. You can find us at Brave the Number Two Believe on Twitter and Instagram, or shoot us an email, Brave to Believe Pod at gmail.com. We uh, plan on just to give you an update. Episode should be dropping somewhere in the neighborhood of Sunday or Monday from here on out, kind of like releasing about that time. And I think the listeners probably appreciate that as well, just to give you a, a quick programming note there. So look for an episode to start the week each and every week from here on out. That's about all I got. Bryce, anything to add? No, sir. Hope you enjoyed the uh, – hope you had a great holiday, and it's time to buckle in. I'll just add go Vols, and we will talk to you again next week on the Brave to Believe Baseball Podcast. See ya. <laughs>